The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Well, good morning. I'm Brian Wickert, licensed real estate broker at AccuNet Realty Advisors and the majority owner over at AccuNet Mortgage, along with son David, who's our senior loan consultant, managing owner, and chief client experience officer at AccuNet Mortgage, and also a licensed real estate salesperson. If you have a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. And David, thank you so much to you and to your brother-in-law, my son-in-law, uh, Tim Holden, uh, for hosting the radio show the last four weeks. You did a good job. Thanks. No no pressure as you and mom were listening f- from afar. But yeah, it was a pleasure. Welcome back, by the way. That uh, radio signal from WTMJ goes all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. Wow, come on. Oh, no, wait. You know, we were listening online. That's how we did it. And to the podcast. All right. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got uh, potential mortgage rate moving news on the horizon. Uh, We've still got people that love buying houses and are going to get into the market for the first time. And we love helping them. We had a good week of uh, helping people get offers accepted despite the tight market conditions. And then I've got the um, numbers for May for the five-county Milwaukee metropolitan All right. Area, which Let's are a little it. surprising. Uh, so all that, let's jump in real quick and remind people that this Tuesday at 8.30 a.m., the Bureau of Labor Statistics will come out with, is it that or the Commerce Department? One of them. With the BLS. Consumer Price Index. Of the BLS. It is the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So that's where they go out and they survey, like, you know, twenty the prices of 20,000 items, you know, like literally, hey, what'd you pay for rye bread versus white bread? Yeah. It's really granular. And they boil that all down, and they're going to tell us how much more are we paying for stuff uh, at the consumer level mm-hmm. compared to a year ago. Now, a year ago in May of 2022, things cost 8.6% more than they did in May of 2021. That was shocking. Painful. You know, well, but then we're saying, well, that's probably going to be transitory, you know, blah, blah, blah. It did get up, to, I think, to 9%. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, David, the expectation, this is according to the Cleveland Federal Reserve. They have a up-to-the-minute uh, forecast for what they think inflation is going to be. Oh. And so they are anticipating that it's going to come down to 4.13% in May. Which is, yeah, that's moving in the right direction. What does the Fed want to get it down to? Uh, to 2%, at or around 2% for the right, long haul. Right. And so what really matters, and then, by the way, they strip out uh, food and energy, and their forecast for that is like 5.3 mm-hmm. when, when you exclude food and energy, which I thought was interesting. Well, anyway, what really matters is how does the actual number come in relative to expectations, right? Right, yeah. Uh, and and so if it comes in... Uh, with inflation, like, let's say, at 5 instead of 4.13, that would be bad for rates. Well, right. It would mean that the Fed is not yet winning their fight against inflation. They're That's losing right. less, but they are not winning, in your example there. Right now, by the way, 30-year fixed rate, 25% down, $250,000 loan amount. 
uh, we could swing a 6.75 interest rate with an APR of 6.86. So I figure the news might uh, cause interest rates to change by maybe a quarter percent. That would be a lot. That'd be a big day. Yeah. A big day. And so disappointingly, if the rates dip down to six and a half or they went up to seven, that would change the payment on a monthly basis on a $250,000 loan amount by just 41 bucks. That is hey. not going to rock what? anybody's world or say, hey, honey, now we're going to get into the market. Yeah, that Our last 40 is, bucks, let's go. That's going to do it. Uh, so so that's what's on tap. And then on Wednesday at two, no, 1 p.m. Central Time, we'll yep. have the Federal Reserve announcement as to, well, are they going to pause interest rates? Now, remember, they don't control mortgage rates. They just control the overnight rate that uh, banks charge each other called the Fed funds rate. But it does have a direct impact on that thing called the uh, prime rate mm-hmm. to which a lot of people's credit cards are tied. And the prime rate, I think now is, David, what, eight and a quarter? Yes. Eight and a quarter. So it, the, the, the chances are everybody thinks the Fed's going to hit pause. And skip. Say, We're just going to take They're, not, pa- they're not pausing. They're leaving the door open. They're just oh. skipping. Oh, they're skipping. So that just kind of means that they are going to do it. That implies it's a wait and see. Oh, wait and see. All right. So in other words, it's all going to really depend on the inflation report. Uh, yeah. And I'll say this, though. It's not really what the Fed does. It's what they say. You know, so sure. so if the if the inflation report, you know, let's say comes in at 3.9 instead of 4.13. They're going to take and, a victory lap on Wednesday. Correct. And that would also help mortgage rates. All right. Yeah. So the bottom line is that the mortgage rates are not really affecting um home buyer behavior, uh, at least in our southeastern Wisconsin and all of Wisconsin, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not seeing anybody in, in... We still have way more buyers than we have uh, sellers. So uh, when we come back, David, should we digest the May uh, actual numbers for supply and demand? Or Absolutely, because, because I want to tie that story then into we got a nice outreach from a past customer this Mm. last week son is starting to get into the home shopping experience and so we can kind of go eyes wide open like okay here's what it was in the month of may in Mm -hmm. the five county area and here's what you need to know when you're about to get into that home shopping experience all right we'll have that when we come back you're listening to the accurate mortgage and realty show on am 620 wtmj buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, welcome back. I'm Brian the uh, Elder, and that's uh, David over there. (laughs) I am. I am. I was picking on you with with Libby before the show because what was true in the 80s about people buying homes, no matter what rates were, when I was but a twinkle in mom's eye, mm. that truth remains true here in 2023 and beyond. And you, so you've got some data around May home sales, and we're yeah. going to pair that with a new home shopper who's going to go out and wants to go buy a house probably, not because of what the rates are doing, but because it's this is the arc of life. He's getting married. That's why, by the way, if you oh, didn't know. Oh, okay. Exactly. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's start with the. So I've got the data for the five county metropolitan Milwaukee area, and uh, and in May uh, there were one thousand nine hundred and four new listings came on the market. Who? That's good news, and that's almost two hundred more listings than came on the market in April. Okay. All right. 
and this is condos and single family together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that that's 734 fewer than came on the market May a year ago. So on a percentage basis, that's 28% fewer. Yeah. Uh, so that's the uh, supply side of the equation. And by the way, the month before in April, it was 29% fewer. All right. I am delighted and surprised that the actual numbers of sales, closed sales, is only down 20%. (laughs) So we got listings, you know, down 28 and 29%, but somehow the number of successful closings uh, is only down by 20%. There were 1,626 successful uh, closings of single-family detached and condos. That's 400 fewer than May a year ago. So, and by the way, the fact that it's 20%, uh, 19.8 lower in May, that's an improvement because in April it was 25% fewer sales, same for March. Um, so, so we're, it's, it's better than I would expect, which, you know, is a positive, I guess. All right. So now let's turn around and say, Hey, uh, with that kind of a supply and demand equation, because we are still on your most recent ones that you can call uh, recall to mind, David, of successful people that you're working with to buy homes, oh, how yeah. many offers were they competing against, I'm, you know, just uh, anecdotally? Uh, half dozen at a minimum. Okay. I so mean, just, I mean, you cannot walk, you cannot go out there as a buyer and think you're the only one writing on that house. Right. And so honestly... Whether it's you're competing against one offer or 10 offers, why would you be anything less than the best version of yourself to get that house? Yep. All right. So now I'm going to break it down for folks and say, well, given that supply and demand equation, because remember, if there are six offers on the house and there's one winner, that means five are continuing to shop. Right. Right. Yeah. They're not going away. No. Um, all right. So in April, just to remind folks, four out of 10. Uh, home shoppers or successful home buyers, rather, this is April, uh, paid over the asking price by at least 10 grand. Mm-hmm. Four out of 10. Uh, what do you think it is? Do you think it went higher or lower in May? I'm going to say the same. The same. All right. Well, thank you for playing. It got uh, higher. Half. 50. 50. 50% of buyers paid 10 grand or more over asking in May in the five-county metropolitan area. If you then look at all the over-asking folks, it's two-thirds. 66% yeah. of people paid something over. Dad, how do sellers come up with the number that they list for that they list their house for sale for? They consult with their <laughs> listing agent, and mm-hmm. they probably look at comparable sales. I mean, that's what I would do. Say, well, uh, what if you're homes... being very from, generous. I know. You're going to... All right, what, how do they really do it? They pull it from the sky nah. using some data. Yeah. Okay. It's an educated. I'm paying. You know, yeah. And there are a couple of strategies, and we've talked. Does about anyone doubt that the two thirds of the homes that you are describing, those are probably the nicest looking, yeah. you know, best the better, homes, yeah. 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 cream of the crop, and that's what it takes to win. And by the way, that 66% number paying over asking is similar to July of 2022, and it peaked out at 70%, so we're not far from that peak. All right, uh, so that's the supply and demand side. Now let's turn the page and say, hey, you're a new first-time home buyer. This is a real person, by the way. A real person, yeah. We haven't talked to him yet, but we're going to kind of set the table for the discussion. Uh, Referral in from the dad. 
which we love. We take great pride in helping the next generation become homeowners. And so we'll give you that story when we come back. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. All right, so one of our very longtime customers, remember, AccuNet's coming up, David, on the 24th year anniversary in business this coming July. 24 Ooh. years. You were just a wee little boy. 10. Yeah. When we started the company. And, um, and so this gentleman has done multiple transactions uh, with us over those couple of decades. And so now his son is about to get married. And he's like, man, you got to go talk to these folks from Acunet Mortgage. And so I think you're trying, you're working on setting up an appointment for us yeah. to do that here this coming week. And, you know, the dad being a boomer, you know, one of the things he, he wants us to take a look at, and we're happy to do it, is, and this is a tried and true um Strategy. Get uh, getting going in life strategy. Getting going in life strategy. Buy a duplex as an owner-occupied property, so a two-family, yeah. and occupy one of the uh, uh, units and then rent out the other one so you have somebody else helping pay your mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is one new wrinkle on that. Uh, if you have not had a housing expense, like if you're going right from living with mom and dad to buying a duplex, yeah, you, you can't actually use the rental income to qualify. You have the expected have, the the expected yeah. rental income. Correct, and uh, so that's that's, a, that's one. a super handy tool that sometimes you know pulls the deal together. But to your point, well, so Dad, are you saying that calling a mortgage expert about those details? Nuances? I think that sounds like it really matters. Well, yeah, and then the other couple of funky things about buying a duplex. So, so let's say that he has been renting and he has a housing expense. Great. So then we can use the rental income to help qualify uh, for the purchase of said duplex. Mm-hmm. Now we turn the page and say, well, how much do you have to put down and and down payment percentage? Well, for a standard thirty-year fixed-rate mortgage, the answer is. 15%, 1 5. Ooh, 15%. And then you have to be careful uh, where you're selling the mortgage to because if you're selling it to Fannie Mae, they also require that you have extra money over and above closing costs and uh, down payment equal to six months worth of mortgage payments. Yeah. Oofta. So you've got to have quite the pile of money if you go that route. But. Our, what's our best execution if you want to oh. buy a duplex? The the best is if you if we can use a program called Home Possible, which is an income specific program through Freddie Mac, uh-huh. and then you can put as little as five percent down on a two unit, probably with no reserves needed either. It all depends when you run it through the computer software. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean. <laughs> The difference between five percent and fifteen percent, yeah, that's a lot of money. And six months of payment reserves versus zero, it's a big I deal. should note FHA is three and a half percent down. Ah yes. But what's the drawback of FHA in the minds of many sellers and listing well, agents? They that FHA cares more about the health and quality of the home. That there can't be chipping paint, railings are appropriate. Uh, the more and more FHA has got a bad rap, in my opinion, for no good reason. Yeah. It's it's all about, you know, if your property, the four things, as I recall, are uh, trip hazards, 
Like if you've got uneven pavement or if yeah. you have those steps, you know, coming down, you're in a steep lot and it doesn't have a hand railing, you've got to have a hand railing. If you've got interior steps, like going down the basement, it's got to have a hand railing. Yeah. You can't have any broken glass or uh, peeling paint because of the... Which you wouldn't want anyway, but anyway. Well, right. So, so if you've got a listing that doesn't have any of those problems, FHA is not a problem. Uh, but the other drawback of FHA is it comes with a hefty upfront mortgage insurance premium. Right. 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 Uh, and, and so our, this is all a matter of, you know, your mortgage expert going through the wheel and saying, okay, do you qualify for the best program? And by the way, not every mortgage lender sells Freddie Mac uh, 30-year fixed rates. You know, you That's might go true. to some mortgage lender that only sells loans to Fannie Mae. Well, then you're not going to have access to the Freddie Mac. Here at Academic Mortgage, we've got the whole cornucopia of yeah. uh, 30-year fixed rate flavors. And, and so the the cool thing about that as well, David, is you were telling me right before we went on the air that the maximum income uh, that you can earn for the best uh, execution on a duplex has just gone up. And uh, we'll tell you what those income limits are here as we come back from the news. Then uh, we also, so our first thing with Tom, his real name is that we're going to talk about, well, duplex versus single family. Not everybody wants to be a landlord, yeah, right? Right. And then, by the way, what's the other requirement, David, for um, how long do you have to live in the house as owner-occupied? Generally a year is what you have to pledge to. I always like to say, though, there's no mortgage police, and if you decide to go take a job in Cincinnati, you can go live your life. Well, but you better not just, like, never occupy it. Something I, like yes. That. All right, so more on the duplex versus single family when we come back after the news. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, so we're talking about helping a uh, son and future daughter-in-law of a longtime client of AccuNet Mortgage and fan and uh, buy their first house. And so, the, you know, one of the discussion points is going to be because the dad is suggesting, and I, I think it's worth talking about, hey, do you want to become a duplex owner? So sure. that you're then, you know, starting your uh, real estate rental portfolio. By the way, we'd help the dad like four or five years ago buy a rental property in Naples, Florida. Yeah. And, and uh, it's going great. He, he has never had a vacancy in that thing since he bought it. It's a single family uh, home. I think he bought it for around 400 grand. Mm -hmm. And uh, the cool thing, just by the way, about buying uh, rental property as a rental property is we can use... The either actual or or theoretical estimated uh, rental income from that yeah. property to help you uh, buy it. So so he's made out great uh, on that particular property. He was telling me, and plus it's gone up a hundred grand in value because it's Naples, <laughs> Florida. But he's yeah. not selling it because it's a cash cow for him. All right. Well, anyway, so that's why his mindset is: Hey, maybe my son wants to get going on this rental real estate idea. To your, yeah, go ahead. And to your earlier point, get me getting into that duplex as your first, you know, home ownership. Having that rental income takes the edge off, you know, because yeah. going from nothing to oh my god, <laughs> this yeah. mortgage payment can be a big leap. Yep. Right. So having some some offset maybe smooths. That transition yeah. eases it in. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking back of people. I know our, our own Jerry Circuitich, uh, sometime co-host of the show here. Yeah. He's, I know he bought uh, duplex to get started. Sure. Many people did. My, your, your mother and I bought our first home on 48th Street near St. Joe's, our next door neighbor. They had bought a duplex in that same neighborhood and then moved literally a block down the street sure. uh, to a single family. So it's a very common tried and true 
uh, first-time home buyer. Now, there are only 94 duplexes available for sale in Milwaukee County, because I figure there's more in Milwaukee County than in sure. other county. Um, now, the other thing, so I was talking to the dad for a few minutes. So there's one conversation, duplex or single family. Uh, we didn't talk about condos, because uh, that, I guess, would be the third possibility. But then we're going to have the conversation of, well, Milwaukee County versus other counties, because what first-time home buyers pretty quickly figure out, or, you know, because we educate them on it, is yeah. when you're looking at your monthly payment and you say, I don't want my payment to be over 2000 the property taxes are a big chunk. Oh, yeah, they can be, yeah. Well, and well, the, what my point is, generally, Milwaukee County property taxes are significantly higher oh, than right. surrounding uh, counties. And so... There was some mention made in this conversation of, you know, purchasing in Franklin. And so I think what we got to do is say, okay, hey, if you're going to purchase in Franklin, let's take a look at a couple of listings online and see what those property taxes are. And then let's compare that to buying in Muskego, which is just across the border. For first for first time home buyers, I think if if you have to pay, let's say, two hundred more dollars a month in property taxes. Yeah. And, but you have a limited budget. What that means is you're buying less house. That's right. In when when the payment is going to something a cost other than mortgage. When we can if uh, the home buyer wants, if they want that $200 in my example to go toward mortgage money, it means we can lend them more, which means they can buy a probably a bigger place if they have that finite budget as you described. That's right. And that that probably makes a difference of about forty grand. I'm just guessing that two hundred dollar example. Yeah, <clears throat> thirty five or forty grand in mortgage amount, something like that. So, uh, so that's going to be the nature of the conversation: is how much money you know. It always starts out with how much money per month do you think you want to afford, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to back into that. Now, the good news is, um, I also talked to the dad about well, how much uh, parental assistance might you be willing to provide? And the answer is quite a bit. Oh, nice. As long as he agrees with this strategy, right? Because he's, hmm. he's handcuffs. A, well, a little bit of a handcuff, right? Conditional uh, financial yeah. support. Uh, because I think there's a family owned property that started off this conversation, like, you know, a deceased, recently deceased relative, like, well, maybe we should buy Uncle Fred's house. And he's worried that that's maybe too much for them to bite off and shoot. Oh. Um, my, my last thought on this that we got to make sure we talk about is though don't buy too little right i i'd rather see somebody buy a little more house right now uh, because then they don't have to buy that next house all right when i want to talk come, more on that can we do, when right. we come back from this break yeah yeah and then don't we also want to talk about oh yeah we have somebody who has possibly set the record for longest time shopping for her home possibly i'm not sure i don't have official records on that but i think we want to talk about that uh, as well, and kind of the negative consequences. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And the younger, taller, more handsome David Wickert. 
over there on the other side, son, chief client experience officer, senior loan consultant extraordinaire. And don't forget, if you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is, uh, what's the number? 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. Okay, thank you so much. All right, so I mentioned we might have the record. We don't keep official records on this thing, but it was in February. Modern uh, record. 2021, February of 2021, that it first got introduced to this uh, couple who was expecting their first child at the time and uh, getting them pre-approved to buy their first home. And uh, they just closed on the purchase of the first home two years and three months later. (laughs) Why did it take so long? And these nice people, uh, two working professionals, just could not get comfortable with the idea of having to pay possibly significantly more than the asking price to purchase a home. And they wanted to buy in a popular Milwaukee County municipality. Okay. Where And, and so I, I looked up the original pre-approval letter that we produced for them. And Tim and I ended up tag-teaming on this, uh, yeah. son-in-law Tim Holdman. And uh, the original pre-approval letter was for a purchase price of two seventy-five, with 10% down <clears throat> at a rate of, are you ready? 2.99%. That sounds better and better as time goes by. 9.9%. And uh, their payment on that their scenario would have been just a hair under $1,700. Okay. okay. So they closed on their first house um, in May, which is great. And and I'm really glad that it came together for them. Uh, they paid in the low 300s. Okay. So they ended okay. up paying more. Yeah. Why? Because they waited, and mm. home prices went up mm. as we were trying to help them, you know, understand two years ago. And they did put uh, 10% down, and because Tim's a smart loan originator, he got them into that very same special um, 30-year fixed-rate loan program where you get a better rate and lower closing costs and lower cost of mortgage insurance uh, called the uh, Home Ready Program. And so they closed at 6125 6.125. That is higher than 2.99%. I am, in, I can speak to that definitively. And in fact, their payment is $400 higher than it would have been had yeah. they gotten over the emotional block of overpaying. So let's talk for a minute, Dave. Go ahead. That's okay. only a $2.5 hourly raise, by the way, to cover that. Aha. All right, so how do you help people... Um, Get over the fear of possibly overpaying for their real estate today. Well, I think it's it's not, okay. It's to understand that you're not just buying this house for your today self. Mm-hmm. You're also buying this house for who you will be and the life you are living, the income you are earning a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now. And so for these folks... I'm willing to bet the the, uh, the two-and-a-half-year home shoppers, I bet they're not going to be selling this house anytime soon. And right, so they're... They bought it. <laughs> well, well, right, but I'm saying, like, they need to have prioritized who they will be in five years right. more than who they are today and whatever price they paid today and whatever income they're paying today. I mean... They have a two-year-old. They they had an they had a baby on the way two and a half years ago. And now yep. they have a two-year-old. What do you want to bet they might have another one on the way? And for all, yeah, 
Who knows, right? And, yeah. and, and my fear would be they bought a house maybe even too small now. Well, and that's a conversation we like to have with first-time home buyers. And I remember having, boy, I'm getting old. Because this, this, this memory that I'm conjuring up is from another client, friend, whose daughter we helped. Mm-hmm. And when they had no kids, they were just newly married, and they bought a condo. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, are you going to, at some point in the future, have kids? Because maybe you don't want to buy the downtown condo, which they did. And it all turned out fine, because they did yeah. eventually, maybe three or four years later, sell that and did buy a single-family home. Yeah. But there's this, I, this concept of, hey, instead of buying the two-bedroom, one-bath home, you know, that fits you as a couple with no children now, maybe we should look at the three-bedroom, two-bath home. How much more is it? And then you grow into it. So that's right. our strategy. All right. When we come back, uh, let's talk about affordability. Uh, the National Association of Realtors just did a study. We'll, we'll tie that in with the Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity. When we come back, you're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home. This is the Acumen Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. So the National Association of Realtors, of which I am a card-carrying member, um, came out with a study uh, three days ago. And what they did is they said, let's look at things this way. You know, in a normal market, the median household income homebuyer, which they put at $75,000 for a median household income, in a normal market, they should be able to buy about half of the homes that are listed for sale. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they said, you know what that number is right now? Uh, 23%. So at the medium income, you look mm-hmm. at all the homes that are for sale, you know how many of those you could consider? This is nationwide, 23%. Oh, I know you're cringing and cringing. And I, so they backed into the My $75,000 income should afford houses in California. I'm, I'm just the national number, but go it's on. It's a national number. It's a national number. And so they said that means that we are shy 320,000 listings nationwide. And, and you know, how is that gap going to get filled? And the answer is it's not. Yeah. So we kind of have this persistent home affordability issue in America. By the way, we're traveling in uh, Scotland, and guess what? They have an affordable housing problem over there, too. It's a problem everywhere. Um, one of the places we're doing something about it is right here in Milwaukee. As you know, David, I'm proud to be the president of the Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity Board of Directors this year. And uh, last week, and you went to the ceremony because I was out of town, we uh, announced that we have a five-year plan to double uh, the number of affordable homes we build and sell to first-time home buyers from 20 yeah. uh, up to 40 uh, in the next per year. Uh, per, uh, yeah, per year, but we're going to get the 40 in 2028, uh, yeah. five years from now. This year, actually, we are, our target is to build 30 wow. uh, homes. Yeah. And then the other thing that I don't think many people know is that in addition to building new construction homes and selling them to first-time home buyers who are low and moderate income. Uh, we also do, right now this year, between 40 and 50 critical home repairs. Uh, yeah. That's for things like roofs. Uh, maybe your porch is leaning. Maybe you need new windows because you're just leaking like a sieve. Or, mm-hmm. you know, Things like that. Typically, the cost is about $15,000. We do about 50 of those a year. We're, we're setting about plans to grow that to 100 wow. per year uh, by the end of the, this five-year period. So we kicked that off here this last week. 
And um, and just another reminder about Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity and all habitats for humanity, we're not giving homes away. Um, we build the homes. The home buyer has to put in 210 hours of sweat equity. That is five 40-hour work weeks of equity. They get home buyer education. And then they got to pay back typically about $140,000 mortgage. Yeah. So it is not free. The typical um, monthly payment, including taxes now, for a new Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity home is $950. My, my favorite is Habitat is not a handout. It's a hand up. It's a hand up. So um, that's what you're... Oh, by the way, what is your... So if you're selling the homes for 140 you know, what do you need donations for at Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity? Well, the answer is it costs us about $235,000 to build the home. Yeah. But then we can only sell them for 140 because that's what they appraise for. Yeah, and and so that gap of basically ninety five thousand dollars. If you donate to Habitat, that's what you're doing is helping to fill that gap. For sure. Uh, and then there's also on those critical home repair projects. Just by the way, we're providing a zero percent mortgage um, uh, to to that. And so that's another thing that donations go for. So if you want to get involved with the best, and Milwaukee Habitat, by the way, is one of like the top five habitat affiliates in the entire United States of America in terms of our effectiveness and our size. Shout out to Executive Director Brian Sonderman for making that happen with his team. Super great Executive Director and the entire staff there. In fact, on set yesterday, David, I was out there uh, putting up drywall at Milwaukee Habitat House. Yeah. You going to come over to my house? Can you help me out with a drywall project now? Are you a pro? I got skills. I got skills. Just do not ask me to do the taping and mudding. That, okay. that would be, unless you want to have a plaid wall, because you will see it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the magic of uh, drywalling. Anyway, if you want to get involved with Milwaukee Habitat, because we also need volunteers. That's another big component uh, of the program. Just get more information at milwaukeehabitat.org. All right, there's your little update on Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity. All right, so, David, this week we got coming up... Uh, a possible rate-moving bit of news, the Consumer Price Index and the Federal Reserve. Sure. I'm going to call it short-term news, yeah. but that won't take away from long-term realities of you got to have the best mortgage team on your side to get that winning offer. Yeah. For all the reasons that people still want to buy houses in 2023, which will be true in 2033 and 2043. Wow, that's a long perspective. I like it. Uh, the the um, you know other thing to to, to know and, and to keep in mind is that it takes a team to buy a piece of property in today's market. We can hook you up if you don't have one with a great buyer's agent because it's really getting the facts on the table, doing your homework ahead of time so you know, hey, am I going to be um, emotionally ready to pay more? You know, what are the consequences of doing that? Right. And and that's what we're really good at, is helping you understand what it's going to take and all the numbers that go into that, plus the emotions. All right, that's all we have time for in today's show, David. Uh, will we come back and do it again next week? We will. You bet we will. You bet we will. All right, you've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Accident Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Accident Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.